Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. Welcome back. My name is Nikki, and welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your puzzle extraordinaire. Last week, we spoke about staying organized when navigating the mountains of paperwork that you need to go through with a special needs child. Um, And this week, we're going to talk about you and all about you. What types of things are you doing for yourself to take time to de-stress in the mix of just working with your child dealing with uh, special needs in your home. And uh, this topic is very near and dear to my heart because I learned a really hard lesson a long time ago that if I wasn't taking time for myself, that um, it's really hard to be able to do anything else. So, So hopefully we'll have some good suggestions for you today some good ideas for you. So sit back and relax. And uh, hopefully if you can take in all these quick tips, it'll be beneficial for you as well. So parenting is really hard work, right? First of all, I want to tell you guys all as parents, you're doing a great job. I think that the hardest part about being a parent is that we're not told that we're doing a good job. Uh, You know, you've probably heard the expression, there's no manual to parenting, right? There's, you don't get a manual when you have your baby. And uh, there's absolutely no secondary manual that comes with that either uh, when you find out that your child has special needs. So uh, you're doing a good job. It's hard sometimes to know if you're doing the right thing, if you're navigating things properly. So just remember that you've got this and uh, you're doing a great job. Part of that, though, is taking time for yourself. So my question to you is what can you do for yourself and still make sure that you're leveling up for your child? Kind of sounds like a loaded question, doesn't it? But it's true. Think about it. What are you doing for yourself to make sure that you're leveling up for you and for your child? I'm going to give you some suggestions of some things that I've tried that have worked really, really well for me. Um, and it's taken years for me to kind of get to a place where I find that these techniques really help me. And I'm also going to give you some quick tips, too, for your uh, son or daughter as well and see if there's some hopefully some little golden nuggets of information in here for you so that you can take these back and put them to good use. So uh, one of the things that I've started doing actually most recently, probably within the last six months or so, is uh, meditation. And uh, I wish I would have found this sooner. I wish I would have taken my own advice years earlier and started doing meditation. But there's uh, meditation can be really beneficial. It helps to kind of calm you, lower anxiety, lower blood pressure. There's lots of good benefits to meditation. And there's also different types. So me personally, I find that guided meditation works best for me uh, because I need almost to be told what to do in that meditation. Guided meditation, they kind of walk you through things, visualization, uh, that type of stuff. It's great for me. The only reason why I like it is because I can't shut my brain off from other things. So focusing on something else, that's really helpful for me. Um, If you go onto YouTube, you can actually 
research um, types of meditation and even listen to some of them and, and find even short ones to see how they work well for you. But that might be a good starting point um, is just going onto YouTube and, and looking up different types of meditation or doing your own research to find what works best for you. But carve some time out of your day, whether that's 10 minutes, um, 15 minutes, 30 minutes every day, whatever you can do, just that little burst of meditation sometimes that helps you to get in the right mindset and focus and, and start your day off right. Um, or at the end of the day, sometimes it helps calm your mind to get some sleep. Something else that we use in our home as well is essential oils. Um, diffusing a room is great aromatherapy for everyone. Um, I personally just like to use basic scents like lavender or even citrus. Um, as long as the smells don't bother your child, I do realize that some kids have sensory issues. So if your child doesn't have a problem with that um, or anybody else in the home for that matter, uh, try using some essential oils. Um, see if that helps to kind of lighten the mood, help maybe to lift things within the room. And uh, it's funny when the, you know, the whole science without getting too geeky about it, but there is some science behind it, right? When you have a very uplifting or refreshing smell that can actually help clear your mind. Um, a big luxury for me is um, taking a hot bath and listening to a meditation and using essential oils. So you can kind of put in all of these things into combination as well. So sometimes if you feel like the meditation isn't helping by itself, maybe diffusing with some essential oils, those types of things. But again, take at least a little bit of time for yourself. Even if it's just 20 minutes, just make that time happen. Schedule it if you have to. And be very intentional about it because that's what's going to help you get through your day and also just help to relax you and give you clear focus. This one is a big one for me that I also just started recently doing. And again, I don't know why I'm a glutton for punishment and I've waited so long to do some of these things, but journal, start writing things down. I tend to write things at the end of the day uh, because then when I go to sleep, I am not thinking about as many things, it, I find. But journal, you can... Um, Write about what's bothering you. Write what was great about your day. Uh, you know, do a combination of both. Um, but whatever it is, have that outlet to, to get those thoughts and feelings out on paper or typing, I guess, if you want to. I'm still old school. I still like to pull out a pen and paper. I still have a, a notebook where I like to write things down. So, um, but take time to do that. This is a big one for me, uh, something that I am still trying to do more of, but I'm, I'm sure we've all heard it, right? Exercise. Uh, something as simple as going for a walk or yoga. Um, something that I've been doing a little bit more is yoga poses with my kiddo, which I'll get to that in just a little bit here. And that's been really beneficial. But even if it's just two to three times a week, be intentional about maybe getting outside and going for a walk. Um, right now, I do realize it's winter, uh, depending on where you are. I'm in beautiful Arizona, so it's nice. I can still go for a walk here, but, you know, you might not want to go for a walk necessarily if you're where there's, you know, three feet of snow. So you might want to wait, but, um, but take that time to at least maybe do something in-house yoga, um, get on the treadmill, but get moving. The circulation is going to help you. Uh, another big suggestion that I do have is talk it out. 
find a support group or maybe like-minded individuals, other parents that have kiddos on the spectrum. It's so important to talk to them and find out their perspective as well as just to be able to vent. I think the hardest part for me is when I talk to other parents that do not have a child on the spectrum, they have a really hard time understanding my point of view or maybe what I'm dealing with. So maybe finding a similar group. There are some groups on Facebook that you can um, look into and maybe just do an audit on those groups and make sure that it's the right group for you, that it, it's a positive mindset, that you might be able to get some good information, but then also to be able to vent or feel that you are being understood in an environment where it's safe to do so. Um, the next one, this is my favorite, is get a massage. Um, I, go, I have massages booked twice a month, every other week, every two weeks. This is like one of my hard set things that I make sure that I'm always doing is getting a massage. And I love it. I have um, a company that actually um, comes to me. So the massage therapist comes to my home, sets up the table, and then afterwards they pack everything up and go, and I can just stay and relax in my living room. So um, if you can find a mobile massage therapist, even better. Uh, even if you can get a massage once a month, it's so beneficial for you. It's going to help in so many ways. And um, you can just, you know, tell your friends and family that you need it. It's therapeutic. So why, so why not? Um, and this is going to sound, the last tip I have is going to sound a little odd. But if you're type A like me, I know, big surprise, right? Um, if you're type A, um, sometimes researching things is going to make you feel a lot better. I personally have a hard time when I don't know information. If I don't know something, I want to find out the answer or I at least want to research for something to give myself peace of mind. So if you are more of a type A personality like myself, become an expert on what's worrying you. It gives you peace of mind. You're able to learn more about the topic. You're able to take in more things and then maybe develop a deeper understanding about something. So like I said, become an expert on what's worrying you because then maybe you wouldn't worry so much about it the more you know about it. Those are the things that I do. Um, I don't do all of them at once. And some things go to the wayside. Like I said, I think I just gave the omission that exercise is not my strong suit. So, um, But sometimes I try to do a combination of these things throughout the week, at least one of them every day, whether it be journaling, a quick meditation, um, you know, my massage a couple times a month. So all of those things um, I use in combination with. So think of what might work for you and maybe pull two or three of these ideas and start incorporating them, even if it's just one. But give yourself that time to take a breather, to relax, to de-stress, because it will give you clear focus when you get back in the game to start addressing the needs that your child might have. Having a special needs child is stressful. You have to think about all the other needs that they have on top of just being a child. And that's a lot. So I'm going to go back and pose the question again. What can you do for yourself and still make sure you are leveling up for your child? and put those tips to good use. 
Now, for the kiddos, I actually have found some meditation for um, special needs kids. I came across um, a YouTube channel called um, Diverse Learning Hub. And I will post the link in the show notes for you guys to reference to. But I am so excited. I was so excited about finding this. I've been doing a couple of the videos with my son. And we've had the best time. So um, big shout out and thank you to Lauren Lashmet. Um, She's created this YouTube channel, Diverse Learning Hub. And she is a special needs educator. And she has developed, um, we, I found on her channel, a couple meditation videos for special needs kids. I really like them because there's a little bit more colors, a little bit of slight animation with them. It's engaging for my son to watch. Because of his sensory, I can't necessarily get him to close his eyes, uh, but I can get him to listen and to maybe also take a yoga pose while listening to these meditations. So um, I really, really like her channel. Again, Diverse Learning Hub is the name, and I will post a couple of her meditation links in the show notes for you to make reference to. But check it out. She's got also a lot of other things, too. Um, educational type tools that you can use with your special needs kiddo. And I I really love her website as well. So, um, you know, take that into consideration when you're looking through all that stuff. You might jump down a couple rabbit holes with all the different things that she has. Uh, I also found a company called Wandsworth Local Offer. They're in London. They're in the UK. Um, There's a great video that they have posted on calming strategies for you and your kiddo. And again, I'll post this link in the show notes for you guys to reference. But um, they help um, they help kids, especially you know when kids on the spectrum become angry or anxious, they process things differently. They see things differently. And so we have to try to give them different tools and resources to have those outlets. And um, they have some great quick little te- techniques. I think the video that um, I'll be posting in the show notes is maybe five minutes long. But it gives you some breathing techniques and some things that you can do. I really like they do um, what they call bubble breathing. Um, and there's a couple other techniques, too, that they have on there if breathing, for some kids, it causes them to become more anxious. So um, they can do, there's some other techniques on there as well. Um, one is called become a giraffe. The other one's become a tortoise. And so where you're getting the, your child to kind of pose and stretch and give them a little bit of that distraction so that they de-stress and calm. So um, check them out. They Again, they've got a lot of great other videos, but this one in particular I really liked uh, because it's something that you can do at the same time with your child. So. Earlier, I mentioned yoga, and this is something that my son and I have recently started doing. So um, I have to give a big shout out to Swing Yoga Yoga Cards, and um, I will. For those of you watching, I'm going to show. I'll show you a couple of the cards. For those of you listening, I'll try to describe them as best as possible. But um, Swing Yoga Cards, it is a um, a deck of yoga cards built uh, for kids, and I love it because they're all hand illustrated, and um, They come in English and in Spanish. And there's just some ones that have like some really cute poses. Um, So like the um, like the window pose. I don't know how well you can see this on the video. But anyway, um, all of them are illustrated by the artist. And on the back, there's quick tips on how to do the pose, um, how to um, hold the pose. 
as well as um, what it's for. So there's different categories. There's flexibility, there's balance. They're all color-coded in the top of the card as well. So some days we might pick one for balance, we might pick one for relaxation. And um, it's really funny, since we've started doing this, um, my son really likes them, I think because they're really bright colors. They come in bright colors. They're, like I said, they're broken down into categories. And it's something that you guys can both do. The cards are available in English and in Spanish. And um, and the company, Swing Yoga Cards, has been gracious enough, actually, to offer a discount to our listeners, uh, 10% off. So I will post the link and the coupon code in the show notes. But if you um, go onto their website, um, and purchase their deck of cards uh, and use the coupon code that's in the show link. They're going to go ahead and give you 10% off to all of our listeners. So big shout out to them and thank you. I love their cards. Um, I'm trying to find the one really quickly that, oh yeah, so we were doing balance the other day and um, I got really stressed out like a couple days later. And this is so funny because Drayson then comes running up to me and he's like, mom, tree pose, tree pose trying to get me to do the tree post so that I calm down. It was pretty funny. Um, but we use a lot of these cards just to um, get him to calm down, get me to calm down. And also, it's just a really uni- unique way to connect with him. Um, bridge pose. So we do a lot of heart opener poses, um, flexibility, balance, strength, um, relaxation. So th- this deck of cards is just absolutely fantastic. And I'm I encourage you to go look at it. I'm not doing it any justice, I'm sure, by fully describing it. But the illustrations are just just adorable. And um, and it's been really a great uh, tool that I've been able to implement with Drayson on a daily basis. So we'll just pull like three or four at the end of the day. And we will sit in the living room while we're watching TV or something and do our yoga poses. It's great. He loves it. At the end of every episode, we want to do a story highlight for families celebrating the wins. And uh, I know I've mentioned this before on previous podcasts, but it's so important that we recognize the little wins that we have with our kiddos on the spectrum. So if you have a story that you'd like for us to read, please email us at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. And we'd love to hear your story, and hopefully we, you know, we'll let you know if we're going to um, read your story on the podcast. But we look forward to reading all of these fantastic stories and and uh, sharing them with our viewers as well and our listeners. Excuse me. Uh, today I'm going to tell you a little bit of story a story about Drayson that happened most recently that was a huge win. Um, as you know, most kids on the spectrum are not super social. Uh, Drayson does struggle with that. He doesn't really have a lot of friends. And it's very hard for him to connect. Where Drayson's at, though, now at his school, we've been working on social skills and things like that. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at uh, one of my girlfriend's houses with her kids. And we were hanging out. And they were outside playing. Drayson usually likes to kind of run around on his own, doesn't really engage or anything like that. But Drayson really likes to run. And he has developed a a taste for the game tag. He really thinks it's funny when people chase him. And um, we were sitting out on the patio, and all of a sudden I could hear Drayson saying to the other kids, come on, come on, chase me, come on, come come outside, come over here. And I, it, it, took, it took me aback for a second because at first I didn't even realize it was him. And um, 
one of the other girls said, oh my gosh, Jason's asking them to play. So we kind of watched and sure enough, he was. And so with a little bit of coaching, we just kind of encouraged the kids that were there to chase him because that's what he likes to do. He likes, it's not, it's kind of his own game of tag, if you will. It's not like a true game of tag, but um, the kids got a really big kick out of chasing Drayson as well. So one of our big breakthrough moments was just the fact that he was trying to initiate play with these kids. And just to give you perspective, Drayson was diagnosed, you know, almost seven years ago. So the fact now that he's even trying to initiate uh, some sort of interaction with other kids is a really, really big deal. This is something that I've never seen from him. So I was really proud of him, and um, it was a, a huge win for us and our family. So just a friendly reminder to always remember that your kids are capable, your kids can do it. Giving them the tools and the resources is always going to be what they need. And you won't know how capable they are unless you give them the opportunity to, to try to, to be successful, to try. So don't ever rule it out that they can't do it. If you have a story that you'd like to share, once again, please send your stories in to info at piecesformypuzzle.com. I look forward to reading them and hopefully sharing them on the podcast in the future. Well, this concludes our episode. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. Please like and follow us on Facebook or Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pieces for My Puzzle. If you like what you're hearing, please spread the word to others. I really want this to be helpful for friends and family. And give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform that you use as well. Until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care. Bye.